This is Ed Cohen, your broadcast host today on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com, a broadcast news service of GlobalHRNews.com. I'm in San Diego, and our special guest today is Mr. Horst Gallo, Vice President, HR Talent Solutions and Global Mobility with IBM, and he's based in New York. Let's say hello and welcome to Horst Gallo. Hey, Ed. Glad to be here. Thank you for your time here. I know you're a busy guy. So, first of all, I want to welcome you as a member of ERC, Worldwide ERC. You're now on the board, and congrats. Thank you very much, yes. It's an exciting opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to that. The organization needs you. I'm sure others have already said that. They need your insight of working around the globe, particularly with such a brand company as IBM, and your other experiences. So, Looking forward to seeing what you can do, and hopefully everyone will want to participate with your ideas. (laughs) That's that's great. I think the expectation is very high, but of course, uh, I think that's a great team. What is there and the transformation and the ideas they have, really interesting. So I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, first of all, about yourself. If I may, Mm -hmm. I'm going to read a brief bio here. Sure. Horse was appointed Vice President Global Mobility for IBM Human Resources in November 2018, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. In this role, and I'm reading this, Horse leads a global team to ensure IBM has the right people in the right place at the right time by facilitating successful deployment of talent around the world. His personal drive is to provide assignees a seamless experience, and we'll do a deep dive on that while driving operational excellence, leveraging analytics. And that's a good one. I want to find out more about leveraging analytics in an HR concept. It says here to create business intelligence at the core of IBM's HR transformation. So this is just great for worldwide ERC to learn about a combination of tech and HR practices. So I want to also say that since you joined IBM in 99, you have served in multiple executive roles globally, living and working for IBM in Europe, China, and the U.S., and in your current role in talent and leadership, recruitment. It's just a great thing to have an internationalist in the leadership role at IBM, so welcome. So there's a lot going on. Everybody knows now, especially with today's news about Serva and Cardis. There's a lot of transformation going on, and it's probably more to come. So people who are being asked to relocate are generally willing to do that, from my experience. But it's clear that people being asked to relocate are looking for a new home, reasonable taxes, personal safety, something exciting, a welcoming workplace, bright people, and a good education for themselves and their family. So the future of work, transforming global mobility. Would you like to start off by giving us some insight about that? Yeah, so you you mentioned a lot of things. And if I I step back and look at uh, global mobility from from an IBM lens, um, of course, we have a very, very mature program because of our business. Um, We are a large company. We are moving a lot of people across uh, the globe. And it's not all actually for, for personal development. And, and so because, of course, as part of our business, we have a big professional services business consulting where we move people 
from countries like India or China to more mature countries to do actually work and do the project deliveries, they, I think, are, are need to be delivered or need to be then, of course, the traditional assignments and expats, uh, what you're talking about. I think uh, the transformation for me when I stepped into the role was really about taking mobility and moving it out of this little black box, what it is in many of the companies where we do delivery from one place to the next, but really seeing how we can integrate global mobility much more in the strategic talent management approach of a company. In the end of the day, there is a reason why we are relocating somebody. It's either for personal development or there's a skill need and we need that person. And I think um, over the past years or so, we have maybe been a bit more in isolation on a little island instead of actually being being really connected actually with the broader part in, in, in HR and in a company. So I see huge opportunities here when we actually work on the front end and the back end, especially with analytics, to actually create insights and have different conversations to transform the, the experience, of course, what people actually are having. So the future of work is here and uh, <laughs> more companies are meeting demands from employees to work remotely, especially mm-hmm. uh, young people. Um, so how does IBM view all that? Well, we see a lot of opportunities. Um, of course, the younger generation has a lot of ambition ambition as well, of course, to work internationally and a company like IBM where we have a lot of international opportunities. This is actually a very positive uh, aspect around that. The demands and, of course, the business requirements are also changing constantly. The skill needs are changing. The environment is changing. And for us, of course, we, we put a lot of emphasis at the moment on internal mobility. That we're really finding the right kind of places, fulfill the skill needs what we have in different places. You know that in the U.S. specifically, we don't have enough qualified workers And therefore, of course, we need to actually bring people and move people around to really fulfill the requirements of our clients, but also for our business. It's almost hard to believe that the U.S. doesn't have enough workers. I mean, it just sounds like, well, what happened? Yes, Yes, it sounds like. But of course, every company today is a technology company now. And when you work in technology, you're competing not only, of course, with the traditional technology companies, but you're competing with all of the banks, all of the retail companies, all of the, the supermarkets, every company today needs similar kind of skills because, of course, everybody's moving their their workloads to the cloud. Everybody needs data engineers or data scientists. Analytics is one of the parts. And, of course, that actually requires that there's a lot more people with the skills that what we need, and they are not there. And they're not there globally. So, therefore, of course, we also need to look actually at different ways of how we develop them, how we can bring them in so that we can fulfill our demands. Okay, so let's talk about AI. How do you see AI in the talent mobility management business? Mm-hmm. I see that actually as a, as a huge opportunity because AI is different things. And I think we're at the starting point of AI. I think um, I always start off with saying like AI is not going to replace a ton of jobs. Yes, it is, of course, uh, changing the way we work and it's probably augmenting and changing 100% of the roles which are there today. But we see in IBM, at least, AI as a augmentation to what the human actually is doing. And when I look at that from an HR point of view, we are now using chatbots to help us with repetitive kind of questions. We are using robotics or process automation to take care of repeating kind of tasks, administrative kind of things. And of course, that frees up the workforce for more qualitative work, for higher value kind of work. And I see that really as an opportunity. On the other hand, of course, also you have cognitive tools. When you connect them, you are much more able to have sentiments and sentiment analysis actually for people, or you can actually be much more predictive 
of the success of an assignment before you actually get there because of historical data around that. So I think the opportunities are huge and we have to start, of course, very small. We have started with chatbots to actually change the way how we work. Now it is not anymore chatbot, but it's chatbots connected with uh, process automation where you ask the person questions and then actually the chatbot itself or the robot, or robot is putting the data into Workday. So you don't have to do that anymore. I think that's the future, of course, and that's the starting point. And hopefully with all of the changes, we can really focus on the human aspect, what we need to do, especially in a, in a period of an assignment where a person is actually moving from one place to the next, where there's a lot of anxiety and expectations coming. And I think this personal help actually in those kind of parts is much more adequate than technology around that. So it's the combination of technology and the human aspect, which I, I'm really excited about. And of course, AI will actually help us with that. Thank you. So if I may just be honest and say that a lot of what you were just talking about, I heard the words, but trying to process it all, (laughs) I'm not a tech. And so I wanted to go back a little bit. How do you assign a numerical value for analytics basis? How do you assign some kind of a measurement value to human (laughs) activity? Yes, I think every one of the companies have the same problem that ROI for many of the aspects is actually very difficult to quantify. I think for us, it is really about looking at some of the smaller kind of aspects, starting small, trying to figure out actually what you really want to do, come up with, with assumptions, and then see if the assumptions actually are right or wrong. So, for example, we have started off actually looking at all of our uh, programs in the last few years and actually saying, is the global, is an assignment really helping us to retain people in a better way than, than we could otherwise? Or is it really helping us that people are progressing faster than, than other people actually in the organization? And luckily, we were able to prove that both of these assumptions were actually right. And it actually helps us as well in some of the cases to really keep people in a much, much longer basis than we would otherwise do. And it's really about figuring out the small kind of values around that. And then, of course, connect that because I think retention is very clear. You can quantify that because you, you know what you would lose otherwise or you would need to pay in order actually to bring somebody in. But it's about the scaling part, which I think is very, very difficult, of course, and to quantify and figure, and figure out what is really going to be done there. And of course, understanding what to do with all that information. We need training on learning how to interpret. That is right. And I think it also gets back to, I think the skill of HR professionals is changing fundamentally because of course, on one side, you you need to understand agile design thinking that you really put this personal kind of aspects in the forefront. On the other side, of course, things like analytics, AI is really fundamental process automation, what I was talking about before, this is not something what you need high-level skills for. Today, everybody actually can can use robotics for writing easy kind of scripts around that. But understanding not only, of course, what you need to do, you need specialist skills like a data scientist. And of course, then you also need, of course, when you have the data, when you have answers to this one, you need to be able, of course, to also bring it back to the people to illustrate that, which is not an easy task. And I think uh, that's why the HR profession at the moment is changing as well. That's a very exciting point, of course, actually to be in the HR profession. So HR practitioners of the future, what does that mean? 2020 or 2030? When will the H- HR ah. practitioners of the future show I, up? Well, I, I think we've seen a lot of companies already. The jobs are changing. Of course, you still have the subject matter experts from recruiting, from compensation. But the, the skill, what they need is also including, of course, things like analytics, which, which we did not have five years ago. So I think if you wait another five or 10 years, everybody is much more fluent in agile design thinking, AI, 
we see that actually across. And it's not like we have individual roles like you have today, of course, where you have an analytics function, where you have very different kind of skills around it. You look at also employee experience that was not there five years ago. So jobs are changing, but I think fundamentally every one of the jobs that the nature of the jobs and the skill requirements of the jobs are changing fundamentally. And I'm not sure if that is going to be five years, 10 years time, 15 years time, but it's definitely happening and it's actually accelerating as we speak. So in the five or six minutes we have remaining here, living and working across the globe, it it really does help people build global awareness, skill set. How do companies retain and reapply those learning? Yes, I always uh, start off actually with when we when we send people, we need to understand actually very clear the purpose of that. I see that oftentimes when I talk to my colleagues in the, in the industry, we put not enough emphasis around that because, of course, when you actually go somewhere and you develop a specific skill or your leadership development, it is you need to understand actually why. Because when you do that, you need to go over to a new place. Yes, of course, you have your own challenges actually to go there and your, your interests. But on the other side, of course, also, you need to start actually developing local backwards. You need to maybe hire the right kind of people around that. And if you don't start that very early on, you always feel that this is not enough time around that. I do think, and we have seen that in our data, a international assignment helps the retention and the, the progression of people. And we can clearly demonstrate that. So therefore, of course, we can also go out to our internal population and say, if you're interested in doing that, that is worthwhile for the investments, what you're doing, because you know yourself that when you actually live somewhere else, it is a huge investment. You're giving up the security of your home. You need to try to new, find new friends. You need to establish new environments, new culture, new language. And for some of the people, that is a very interesting part. And for some of the other people, it's a daunting task. And I think if you show that very clearly from the very beginning about what is the purpose, why are you doing that, and actually following that through, it has a huge impact on retention of these people. So let's focus in on this last few minutes now about mm-hmm. retention of the assignees spending a lot of money, of course, in the yes. in the assignment, and then you want to keep that person. So can the new technology and the new employee experience approach allow that transferee while on assignment to begin networking in the organization yes. u- using technology rather than wait to the end of the assignment? Yes, and I think this is one of the the, the main parts uh, where we're also focusing on because what we saw is, of course, the reintegration of is sometimes difficult when you have transformations going on. The person is actually out of mind. The connection to the home country is not necessarily there. So definitely technology actually can help with that, not only to stay in touch, but also, of course, actually to go a step further and actually start the reintegration efforts actually earlier. It depends, of course, if you have high-level executives, the answer for that is very different than, of course, it is for a generic population. We are playing around with the idea, of course, to actually use technology. The technology will be used for our recruiting efforts to help with the reintegration efforts of people so that we are proactively actually sending them jobs which are matched by artificial intelligence to the skills and their inferior skills, what they're having and the experiences, what they're having, so that they can apply very early on to new um, opportunities, not only in their home country, but also, of course, in other countries when when their jobs are running out, when their projects are running out. And we see that as a huge opportunity for the retention of people, but also, of course, for the career progression. And especially as we were talking about younger people, young people, and I think also People in my generation, we like to move around. We like to have opportunities in different places. And if I just take my own example, I'm now 20 years with IBM. I've moved eight times. I've lived in in seven different countries. And my wife is Spanish. I'm German. 
My first son was born in the US. My second son was born in, in, in Czech Republic, but made in China, like everything in the world. So there's a lot of things actually you can do and the opportunities are there. And many of the people actually who join IBM join that for the international environment. And that, of course, actually brings it back to retention overall when you provide that opportunity. And of course, you manage that process. You manage the experience around that from start to finish with the, ex uh, with the repatriation, of course. Well, I thank you so much for being my special guest today on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com. I've been talking with Horst Gallo, Vice President, HR Talent Solutions, Global Mobility with IBM. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Ed, for having me. Take care. Okay, this is Ed Cohen signing off from San Diego, and that was Horst Gallo in the New York area. <laughs>